Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. The Bible is telling us here that in the last days, the latter uh, days, there will be certain characteristics of people. People are going to behave in a particular way. Now, somebody would say, have people not always behaved in that way? You know, well, people have always behaved in in a certain uh, evil way. But in the last days, and we are in the last hours of the last days, these behavior patterns are going to be accentuated, if you like. They are going to be aggravated. They are going to become more acute, more noticeable. They will characterize people's behavior, will characterize their lives. So, in the last days, these behavior patterns will be there. Now, the thing about behavior of people is that it tends to influence you whether you want it to influence you or not. Somehow what your neighbor is doing affects you. If everybody is getting married, you'll want to get married. Is that not so? If everybody is having a child, you also want to have a child. If everybody is going to school, you want to go to school. So depending on the crowd you keep, depending on the people you work with, you know, you will will tend to be like them. I remember some years ago, I had... Uh, some shepherds in my office and uh, they burst out into into a quarrel right in front of me and um, as they they quarreled I just sat back and smiled and I was very happy that they were quarreling because they were quarreling over a member a soul that they had won this one said he had won the soul and this one said that this one had orangulized the soul. Do you understand what I'm saying? <clears throat> this soul had been brought to church by that person, and this other person had got the soul through some other means, had been able to get the person to join his ministry. And they quarreled, and I was happy that they were quarreling over a soul. Hallelujah. It's a good thing to quarrel over a soul. Hallelujah. And you realize that the reason why these people are quarreling over a soul is because the church is soul conscious. We are conscious of having members and souls and having won people to Christ, having brought people to the church, having established them. And people want to have the soul and be able to point to the fact that I brought this one to Christ. I, this is my member. I have established this one. And because that is the trend and the general way of behaving of shepherds or of leaders or people in the church others want to do the same and therefore they get into conflict about that so that's a good thing praise the lord you may not easily find two members quarreling like that over a soul maybe they may be quarreling over something else in another situation are you understanding what i'm saying so wherever you are whatever is going on there becomes the fashion 
and you somehow tend to go that way right. are you here or you've gone home yes. all right are you glad we have our own akosumbo yes. it's a mega church oh yes. great now this behavior is something we have to know see understand so that we avoid it for ourselves in the last days all right now number one things to avoid in the last days number one it says men shall be lovers of their own selves well you should love yourself but not more than you ought to all right you just care about yourself you become a leader this characterizes many uh, governments and many heads of states and many ministers of state they just care for themselves right that's why people clamor for democracy because they know that in the last days people just love themselves just for me and my family my wife and my children and my friends to be okay and uh, that's all they don't really care for the nation so that is why they want democracy so that if indeed things are not going the way they want they have a chance by popular vote to change the person and that is why all over the world they are trying to change dictators into democrats they are trying to change despots and dictators into democratic governors are you understanding what i'm saying because they know that the nature of man in these last days is to just care for themselves once i'm okay i'm all right uh, mobutu president mobutu in zaire had so much money according to the the the, the, the reports and what i read he had so much money that could solve all the problems of the country. One man richer than the whole country. And the Bible says that in the last days, men shall be lovers of themselves. How much money can you use, really, when you think about it? You cannot use, you cannot really use, I mean, so much money. How many beds can you sit, sleep on? How many chairs can you sit on? How many toilets or bathrooms can you use? You can only say that you have them, but you can't use all of them. That's right. Amen. Abacha is another one who also went away and had so much money uh, that he was dissipating in cash. Are you listening to me? Are you here or you've gone home? Yeah. All right. So that's why people want democracy. Amen. Amen. Democracy uh, means, um, what does democracy mean? The voice of the people right so what the people want majority rules and also the minority must be protected from the hatred of the majority hallelujah so in the last days there's their people are going to be lovers of themselves so people must we must cry for democracy we must insist on democracy amen when it's time to vote in two years time we must all go and exercise our franchise as they say we must vote and choose and decide amen as christians all right and whoever wins we accept That's right. right but we must do it because if we allow uh uh uh, uh democracy we don't allow democracy to work we are going to be sitting there and we'll find out that people who are lovers of their own selves will just drink all the blood of the nation and they will siphon out all the money, all the cocoa, all the forest, all the timber, all the diamonds, all the gold of Ashantigo. Everything will just go away quietly. 
through the planes and through the bank accounts of those who have power. And then we will wake up and realize we are in a desert. We have nothing. We have no factories, no more timber, no more gold, no more diamond. All right, so we must be democratic. We must have a democratic nation. Uh, and uh, uh, it's very important. All right, so in the last days, people are going to love themselves. Another one is they're going to be covetous. Amen. Amen. They're going to want what is not theirs. And we've got to be happy with what we have. Can I have an amen? amen. Can I have an amen? amen? You've got to be happy with what you have. What do you have? Be happy with it. Because God has blessed you. Praise the Lord. Are you a Ghanaian? Be happy to be a Ghanaian. There are people who want to be Ghanaians. Don't try to be something else. Are you married? Be happy as a married person. Are you single? Be happy. Are you without child? Be happy without child. Are you with child? Be happy with child. What, do you, what are you? What have you? How old are you? Be happy at your age. Covetousness means you want something which, you, which is not yours, which you don't have. To covet that which is thy neighbor's. Praise the Lord. Do not desire the money of all the wealthy people in the world. All the wealthy people in the world are wishing that they had a simple life and they had peace of mind. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. So covetous. And so it's going to come in the church. And people in the church are going to become covetous. So try not to be covetous in the last days. Another one is what? Blasphemy. People are going to blasphemy. People are going to blaspheme. They're going to be blasphemous. They're going to say bad things. And every Christian must decide not to blaspheme. Amen. Amen. Don't blaspheme. Don't say bad things. Disobedient to parents. You must honor your father and your mother. Do not be disobedient to your parents. Hallelujah. Just decide to honor them. Whether your mother is a prostitute or your father is a smuggler. He is your father. She is your mother. Some people are ashamed of their mothers and ashamed of their fathers. Woe to you who are ashamed of your fathers and your mothers. The Bible teaches us to honor them that it may be well with us all the days of our lives. Hallelujah. I told you last week or two weeks ago that people are going to be unthankful. That is why in these days people ask for percentage. Is that not so? 10% before the contract begins. They will virtually sell the contract to you. Because they know you won't say thank you. Is that not so? They know you won't say thank you. So pay 10% down and I give you the contract. So now contracts are for sale in our country. Because they know that in the last days people are going to be unthankful. Some time ago they would do it and then afterwards, you know, people would come and say thank you. But now they know that people are going to be unthankful more and more. So, so you realize that people are now demanding. And in certain countries they have officialized this percentage thing before. It's tax deductible in, in countries in Europe and so on. If you are coming to do business in Africa, you, are, you can claim the money that you use to bribe or to influence the government officials of African countries. And you can take your their tax deduction from that amount of money. Are you understanding? So they have, they, 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 they've realized how the system is and they have adapted themselves to it and officially uh, uh, catered for that thing. 
It's very wonderful. But these are the last days. Hallelujah. So you can imagine many contracts you see being executed around. Every project you see or many of the projects you see, percentages have been shared to secret places. One day it shall all be revealed. Amen. Amen. People shall be unholy. And it's going to affect us. You see, if you are a Christian and you are in such an environment and everybody is paying percentage, you are also a Christian. How do you also get a contract? You understand? Because you have to pay. And you may not be prepared to pay or want to do or not even know. You may not even know how to do such things. Then you get in, you know, you, you are in a difficult situation and you are forced, you know, to, to, to do things that are, are not right and you should decide not to do them if you are a believer. Amen. People are going to be unholy. Unholy. Holiness is one of the least important things in the world now. Some time ago, people would not easily engage in certain activities. But today, you see a 13-year-old boy smoking. When I was in secondary school, it was a six formers and a form five boys who would smoke, smoke weed and things like that. Uh, some of them, I used to see, they were always high. I tell him, my brother, your eyes are red. Why are you high? I would see them around all the time. And now, you have youngsters. You don't even know what they are doing. 11-year-old. My pastor in uh, Takrani was telling me, he delivered how many 13-year-old girls? Delivered their babies. You know, 13-year-old, not just fornication, but having children. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine years old, ten years old, eleven, twelve years, thirteen, you are giving birth. Holiness is one of the least important things. In fact, unholiness is the order of the day. And make no mistake about it, the fact that it's common does not mean that God approves of it or that God allows it. Evil is on the ascendancy and you must decide as a Christian to separate yourself. And one of the ways you can do that is by separating yourself. One of the ways you can keep yourself from unholiness and sinfulness is by separating yourself from worldly people. Because when you are with them, you rather look odd when you don't do some of the things they are doing. If everybody has a girlfriend and everybody is sleeping with someone and you don't have you look odd you look weak you look like as though you are not a macho man <laughs> doc is today's valentine's day as well is it today's valentine's day yeah and valentine's day has become a day of fornication that's why last year or two years there was an earthquake god was checking the, the country <laughs> because what they are calling love is now sex but sex is not love and love is not sex. So holiness has gone out of the window as far as people are concerned. Look, the philosophy today is if you are married, you can have, have all the girlfriends you want, only don't let your wife know. How many have heard that uh, theory before? Yeah, just you, you get your, make sure that your wife does not know. Eh? They have a theory that what your wife does not, what, what you don't know does not hurt you. It is accepted that the high ups in society 
the great men and so on, they all have, you know, a vast load of extra children. In fact, what is a scandal in certain places cannot be a scandal here. <laughs> what is impeachable somewhere? Can, can, I mean, what are you talking about? Impeaching here? For what? For what are you going to impeach? You must be joking. A certain way of life is normal. It's normal in the world. And when you are in the world and you don't behave, you don't separate yourself, you will be under pressure and you will find yourself doing those things. You see, that's why I encourage people to marry when they are young. I believe Christians should marry young. Don't follow unbelievers. Unbelievers are playing around. You are a young man who is an unbeliever. He has no plans of marrying. He will marry later. He will play with every girl under the sun and then choose one of them or somebody new and marry the person. And you are a Christian. You are also waiting till you are 40, 45 before you go and marry. No. I believe that if we follow the Bible way of doing things, we are going to have a different type of life. That's why I married when I was a young man. Because I didn't want to fornicate. Why commit fornication when you can commit love? Why commit fornication when you can commit love? The same thing becomes good if you just follow the procedure. Arrange engagement, get a Bible, marry. Why commit fornication when you can commit love? That's why I believe Christians must marry when they are young. Hallelujah. And because the Bible says, enjoy life with the wife of thy youth, not the wife of thy middle age. In other words, the wife who you married when you were young. The wife who you married when you were a young man. God wants you to be happy with that person. So why destroy your life? Commit fornication, adultery with somebody's wife, somebody's husband, somebody's wife. Bring curses upon your life. And I'm going to talk about it because it's happening. Amen. Why go and commit abortion? Why go and destroy your womb? If you ever see an abortion happening, you will not like to, to do it to yourself. When you see the, uh, what do you call it? The machine, the, the instrument, it's like a, a sort of a little fork going into your womb and then they scrape it up. Just scrape out your womb and they are scraping, scraping, scraping. Your nice womb. Look at what they are doing. And you do it three times, four times, five times. Why? But you see, if you work with people who are doing it, you will do it. I said, if you work with people who are doing it, you'll be forced to do it. You'll be under pressure. You look foolish if you don't do it. Everybody is doing you are not doing. People will wonder, hey, Chale, why the guy? Why? Is he normal? 
Is he a man? Is she a woman? Amen. Amen. So in the last days, I'm telling you, your key to escaping is to build around yourself a family of Christians. And even amongst the Christians, there are those who misbehave. And so um, in the church also, find the good ones. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! There are people who have gone to do evil. They have come. They have made them shepherds. So you say, ah, even this girl crowd, they made her a shepherd. She's now singing in the church, in the choir. So me too, I can also go and do and come. And nothing will happen to me. I will even be promoted. Be careful. Amen. amen. Can I have an amen? amen? All right, let's go on. What's the next one? Without natural affection. Hallelujah. Now that is a very important uh, statement. Without natural affection. In the last days, people are going to live without no- normal feelings. Dr. Mensah. The normal feeling that you should have had, you will not have it. Which is serious. Now, a normal person should feel certain things. He should feel a certain way towards his brother. For instance, if something has happened to you, you would want, not want it to happen to somebody else. Hallelujah. But in the last days, people are going to do things which were not good for them and they don't mind if they do it to the others. They don't really care. Hallelujah. Because naturally, at least for me, that is how it is. I think of what happened to me, I wouldn't want it to happen to my friend if it was not a good thing. But in the last days, people are not going to care. It's a matter of who gets on top. Who has the upper hand, as it were. And all over the world, whoever has the upper hand is oppressing, cheating the one who is below. If you look, for instance, in in, in the governments that come and go, you realize that whoever is up there has the upper hand. He rules, he controls, he does things which are not right. All the different governments that have been had, you'll find out that they are doing, they have done things that were not right. They did them because they had the upper hand. That's true. They cheated, they stole, they raped the country, they drank the blood of the nation, they mistreated people, they arrested people. And when these people who have, these very people who arrested, mistreated, you understand what I'm saying? And who had those bad things done to them, also come into power, they do exactly what was done to them, to others. It's just wonderful. And, and, and they don't care. And they know that if somebody else displaces them, they will do exactly the same thing to them. So it's like a cycle. Do them before they do you. In the last days, people are not going to care. Our pastor here coming in from Sierra Leone will tell you, in, in Freetown, the, the, the rebels, as they were running away, were cutting up people's hands. And they'll ask you whether you want long sleeve or short sleeve. 
Do you know what long sleeve and short sleeve is? Short sleeve is here. They cut your hand here. And long sleeve, they cut your hand there. Now, this is not a joke. This is a real thing we are talking about. Now, if you think about it, you realize that these are people without natural or normal feeling. The normal feeling should tell you, as you run away, you leave this man. What is the use of cutting off his hand? What torture are you giving to this man? What horrible experience and pain are you giving to this person? For what? What will you gain from it as you go away? Would you like it if it was done to you? If they cut off your hand, short sleeve or long sleeve? But people don't care. People don't care. In the last days, men are going to be without normal feelings, natural affection. They are going to do things which they would not like to be done to them. I believe that we should have a country where whether you wear this color or that color, you are free. Amen. You must be free to sign agreements and execute your agreement. You must have a right to do whatever you want to do. You must have the freedom to express your opinion without being arrested or intimidated. Amen. Or sacked. And you must think about it that what you are doing, if you were in that place, would you like it? That the only way you can get a job or a contract or some kind of work to do is if you wear certain political party colors or have a certain card. This is not a good thing. Because it means that all that has to happen is that you will be displaced and another group will come. Then the whole thing will change. And then you think everybody else will be left without something to do. You too as a Christian, you are going to be left in a place where you have to do some of those things. In the last days, people, husbands will not have natural feelings for their wives. They will beat them. Oh yeah. Husbands will beat wives. And you ask yourself that the person who you claim you love, you are beating. Pastor Nanaya, is it a good thing? You say you love her, you are beating her. You are slapping her. You are knocking her. You are hurting her. There are some husbands who hurt their wives. As they are talking with her, hey, 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 they give them a head. <laughs> You give the person a Valentine's card and then you give the person a header. They won't care as they go around after other girls who are not their wives and they do bad things and lie to their wives and take away money from their children. They won't care. They don't have normal feelings. Normal feelings. Natural feelings. And that, it's happening. It's happening all around. They, 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 without feelings. Without natural feelings. <clears throat> they deprive their wives of everything that they could have. Praise the Lord. Are you listening to me? And then, they still say that they are husbands. Wives will also do the same. They will not care about their there are many wives who don't really love their husbands they don't care about them really amen if they really cared about their husbands they would not behave in a certain way 
Real love does not behave in that, in that way. Amen. Amen. They love other people. They love other people, but not their husband. Because love does not behave in a particular way. Love does not quarrel endlessly. Amen. And many quarrels come from a particular area. Because when I was in school, in the university, the boys' halls were free of quarrels. That's true. That's true. But do you have that too? Do you experience that in your school? It's happening now. You find out that the girls' rooms are full of people are quarreling. She has put my pan here. She has taken my milk. She has done my this. She has put my clutter over here. But you go to the boys' hall. They don't notice all those things. They're just free. They are just moving. Uh, this one has dressed the bed. This one hasn't dressed the bed. This and that. So many things. It's a reality. It's a reality. And in the last days, people will not care how others feel. Sometimes when I'm preaching and I see people's faces, all I say to myself, I pray one day that they will also be preaching. And their faces, they, they will have people with lemon faces. People with bitter faces. They will look at them like that. They just... I pray for them that those people will come and sit in the front, on the side, various places, and they will see them, and then when they see them, they will wee-wee in their trousers. Oh yeah! This, this, that's my prayer. When, when I see somebody who is behaving somewhere, I say, and my prayer for you is that you experience what you are doing to somebody. They don't have natural feelings. Natural feelings. Natural care. Sometimes when I'm preaching and people are talking and distracting, and I'm preaching extempore, I'm not preaching from notes. Disturbs me. I pray for them that one day they will also have that experience. Because people don't have natural feelings. Sometimes you don't know what somebody is going through and what the person is experiencing. People don't care. They don't feel. It's real. Amen. So my prayer, when I see all these are people don't have natural, the last day is coming into the church. People, are, sometimes they should just rise up and give and contribute. And they will allow the pastor to come and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk about things. I pray for them that one day they will also become pastors. And that they will do fundraising. Nobody will mind them. They will, just do, they will raise the funds and nobody will say, I say, Amen. You are reaping what you sow times ten. Yes. When it was your turn to rise up and even, even to show solidarity. With a man who is raising the funds, you refused. You were sitting down there with your lemon juice face. <laughs> in the last days, people will not really care. Hallelujah. And it will come into the church. Pastors will not care about their congregations. All they care about is to have enough money to eat and to drink and to be whatever executives in town. They won't really care about the church without natural care. And they don't really care about what people are going through. But when you have natural care, natural affection, you care, you consider, you think about, when I was in that place, how was it for me? In the last days, people will not have natural affection. Amen. What's the next one, quickly? Truth breakers. Hmm. False accusers. Incontinent. No control. All right? In the last days, people are not going to keep peace. When they say ceasefire, there's no ceasefire. So we all know, look at Angola. There's no ceasefire there for the last 20 years. Ethiopia, Ethiopia Eritrea, uh, Congo, Zaire, name it and claim it. 
all of them. People will not keep to truces. They will not keep to agreements. And people will not keep to agreements in the last days. We signed an agreement to build a toilet. We built the toilet with our money. Eh? It's your money, you know. The money that you donated in the offering, the basket. That's what we used to build the toilet over there. It's sitting over there. Empty. 20, uh, 22 toilets sitting there. WCs. Some of you would like to have those WCs in your house. Because there are people here who don't have WCs. And you, how many would like to have take that WC to your house? 22 of them. I could have given to 22 of my church members. That should have built a house for a pastor or a house for somebody. I could have built a house for one of you. Next time, tell me when I'm doing such an agreement. <laughs> but people are going to be truth breakers. You make an agreement, then they just break it. Wake up one day, come and break down walls, attack people. No law. These are the last days. Amen. False accusers. Accusing people falsely of bad things. Telling, saying bad things. And you know, be careful because in the church, it's real. They'll say things which are not true. I have heard some of the most amazing accusations. And I just marvel. I say, wow. It's wonderful. This is really the last. And so be careful. When people are accused, they say, I hear this, I hear Don't say. Not, not only about me, about any man of God. Just shut your beak. Right? Just be quiet. Don't talk. Don't say something. Don't add your mouth. Don't bring a curse on your life. Because in the last day, people are going to be false accused. They will make up stories which do not exist. It is true that some people are doing bad. You don't know. If God wants to deal with his man, he will deal with his man. That's not your business. Your business is to be a Christian to serve the Lord. You didn't call any man of God. God calls. God appoints. And when God has decided that he's had enough with his man, he will say, come home, finish, go away, clear off the scene. But until then, you shut your mouth and just do your good work as a Christian. Don't get involved in judging other pastors or men of God. That's a very dangerous thing. If somebody said this one is smuggling cocaine, you shut your mouth. Have you seen the cocaine before? Have you seen somebody holding cocaine before? Then be quiet. When you hear this person is doing this, you don't know. Just be quiet. Otherwise, you, you end up doing saying things and then you have to apologize. I've had people who have apologized to me. One guy should start in my office and say, I wish I could withdraw the words I have said about you. What is this? I told him that it's too late. You have said all those things already. Now you want to withdraw. You are apologizing to me in my office. For what? Be careful. Be careful. Amen. Be careful because as you keep on accusing and accusing and accusing and accusing, you know, you, you will find out one day that you are the biggest fool on earth. Every successful and rich person has stories about him, rumors. I remember one rich man somewhere, you know, they, they said that he had a saw on his back and uh, that saw was what was giving him the money. And every day a lizard or something comes to lick the saw. And that is how, somebody I know personally, you know, that is how he got his riches. All sorts of stories. People, have, people said about me that I have gone to India. When we started having miracle says that I have gone to India to get powers. I didn't even know that there were powers in India. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So please, in the last days, things are going to be dangerous. Let's move on. False accusers, incontinent, not going to be able to control themselves. Fierce. Huh? Fierce. Despisers 
of those that are good. Right? Now, you must not despise what is good. A Christian must be able to know a good thing. When you see a good thing, you must be able to say, this is good. You can't be there and say, I don't know what is good. I will never know what is good. How do I know what is good? No, you must be able to work it out and see that this is good. You cannot tell me when you're going to buy bread that you don't know whether it's good bread or not. I know how to feel bread when, when it's fresh. How many can feel fresh bread? Yeah, you just have to hold it. And you know whether you are dealing with fresh bread or not. You can't tell me you don't know, you don't know uh, which bread is good. So just buy any bread. No, you can get to know which one is good. Fish, you can get to know whether fish is fresh or not. Is that not so? When it's spoiled, you can know. Meat, you can get to know. So don't just sit there and say, I don't know which church is good. I don't know how to know. decide a good church. I don't know which pastor is good. That's rubbish. You can get to know if you really want to know. It's just, it's just, you are just deceiving yourself to stay away from church and to stay away from doing what is right. You can know what is right. The Bible says in the last days, people will despise even that which is good. They will put Jesus Christ and thieves on a cross and crucify the two of them together. And that is a curse. Not everything is bad. Oh yes, there are some bad things. But not everything is bad. Hallelujah. Alright, we are finishing today. Let's go on. Traitors. Or another word for traitor is what? Orangus. Rebels. Insurrectionists. Bela. People are going to be traitors. You can't trust anybody. Oh, oh. In the last days. Oh, yes. That's why I preach. I always preach about loyalty in my church. And I teach about it. And I'll teach you to be loyal. Because in the last days, people will not be loyal. They'll smile with you and they'll do something else. They'll praise you, but they don't believe in you. In the nation, you hear people saying this tomorrow, they have turned around. And I want to say that if you're a Christian, you must do what is right. If you say yes, let your yes be yes. Do not be a traitor. If you say, I am here, be here. Amen. Learn the steps of loyalty. I recommend to you the book on loyalty. How many have not bought it? Let me see your hand. Let me see your hand. How many have not bought it? The whole church. I recommend the book to you today. Amen. So that you will learn not to be a traitor. Let me tell you. In every realm, decide not to be a traitor. Because if you are a traitor, you will suffer for it. You will die and go to hell. Don't be a traitor to your husband. Don't be a traitor to your wife. Don't be a traitor to your church. When the time comes and we are moving from here, because we are going to move one day, do not be a traitor. I said do not be a traitor. If it's time to move by the Spirit, then we are moving. Turn to somebody and say we are moving. How many are ready to move when the moving is moving? Amen. When it's time to move, move. When it's time to give first and best, don't smile at the pastor. And then in secret, you don't pay your first and best. You are a traitor. Because with your smile and with your presence, you are here. But in reality, with your finances and with what the church needs to run on, you are not here. Then you are not really here. In fact, I've come to see that where people put their money, that's where their heart is. 
Because the Bible says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be. So if you are really a member of this church, you will invest in the church. Can I have an amen? amen. All right. Then, heady or proud, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God. Praise the Lord. We cannot love pleasures more than we love God. We cannot watch television, watch boxing till 5 a.m. And then we don't come to church. Is that not so? Is that not so? Yeah. Lovers of video more than lovers of God. We can watch video, but we should love God. And we should not love video more than we love God. You cannot love anything more than you love God. Can I have an amen? Hallelujah. There are some people who have a form of godliness. They accept the teaching. They accept the logic, the wisdom. But they deny the existence of power. And in the last days, people will want to say that it's not real. Falling under the power is real. Healing is real. Have we not seen miracles in the church? We have seen miracles upon miracles. You know, one day, when I was doing a miracle wave convention outside Accra, I was recounting some of the miracles. And I was, as I was recounting, I felt as if I was uh, in the Bible times, mentioning the miracles that you see in the Bible. Because as you, you, know, as you go through all the different miracle times we've had, and you start picking up the miracles, you realize that God has done so many powerful, miraculous things. Hallelujah. So, I am saying that we cannot say there is no power. If we say there is no power, then we are denying real Christianity. The Holy Ghost is real. Tongues is real. Bandalaba, 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 it's something. It is tongues. Hallelujah. You can't say you want Christianity without that. It's part of Christianity. It is there. What is mamalababa? It is something. It is power. I said it is power. So you cannot have Christianity without it. How many would like to receive Holy Ghost baptism and speak in tongues who have not received it yet? You would like to receive that. Give me a wave. Give me a wave. Give me a wave. Give me a wave. Amen. So many of you. Come on. Give me a proper wave so I can see your hands. You would like to receive the Holy Spirit on Tuesday. Amen. This Tuesday we have a special Holy Spirit baptism for you to receive the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. Can I have an amen? You can't be a Christian without the power. You will fall. You will survive. You need the power. And in the last days, people will come and say, yeah, we are believers, but those tongues, we don't want. Those miracles, those deliverance. We don't. How can you be a Christian without deliverance? Do you know how you came to Christ with demons? There are demons in the church. As I'm talking now, there are demons here. There are people here with demons. I personally know some people in the church who have demons. Amen. As a person next to you, is it to you? <laughs> you cannot be a Christian without the power. And you know what? When we take the power out of the church, what happens? People will come to church, then after that they go and see their fetish, they go and bow down in, in some cave, in some hut, somewhere, to go and get the power. Because they say there's no power, there's no answer, there's no solution in the church. There is solution in the church. There is answer in the church. There is a way forward in the church. There are breakthroughs in the church. There is power in the church. Amen. And we are going to see more miracles this year. When the miracle waves begin, just flow with the waves of miracles. Hallelujah. No, say me, I don't need a miracle. Anytime you are in the presence of the Lord 
a miracle can take place. I said a miracle can take place. When I was in uh, Kumasi doing a miracle with there was one brother in church. He said, you know, this thing, when he said, you are receiving a car. I see you having a car. Those things. He said, he, 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 he was doubting it then. He said that day he decided that he would just believe the thing. So he just decided to believe it. Amen. Are you listening to me today? He just decided, I'm going to believe it. And as I was speaking all those things, he just, at a point, just believed that he, he received it. Amen. And then he went for a meeting at his workplace. He said where he works, you know, there's no, like, he, he's not supposed to get a car or anything at all for the next five or whatever years. He said they were having a meeting and they called, the people were just making contributions. It was like a seminar or something. He stood up and he just made a contribution. He said when he made that contribution, the managing director of the bank said, who is that boy? Buy a car for him tomorrow. <laughs> oh. The next day, no, they organized the money and they bought the car for the man. The man. Something that is not, he's not supposed to have a car at all. Against completely for years. I mean, if ever he will ever have a car for years and years and years later, not less than five years later. So, who is that boy? Buy a car. The manager said, Buy a car for him tomorrow. That was it. He said, Charlie, hmm. he couldn't believe that it was happening live. Miracles are real. I said, Miracles are real. And God is giving you a miracle today. Hallelujah. Listen, when Jesus said, Go, thy son liveth, that was the miracle. This year, many of the miracles are going to be like that. It will be a simple word. Go, it is well. Go, it is well with you. 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 And you will have your miracle. I said, you will have your miracle this year. Things that you have prayed for for a long time, they will happen practically for you by the end of the year. I said, by the end of the year, many workers are going to be drivers. I said, many workers are going to be drivers. Many single are going to be married. Many sick are going to be healed. It's going to happen to you practically. Fantastic prosperity will come into your life. I said fantastic prosperity will happen in your life. You will see it happen practically. Oh, you wait and see. Oh, you wait and see. And someone said, how does a miracle come? It comes by a word. Go and read the Bible. Jesus made it and said, go, thy son liveth. Go, it is well with you. You are healed. That faith has made you whole. Just by a word from the man of God. And the miracle takes place. We are entering back into that realm where a word spoken will just be equal to a car, equal to a house, equal to a solution, equal to a miracle, a baby, a child, a pregnancy, a husband, a marriage. Whatever need you have, God will do it for you. Jesus spoke to dead people. Arise. Arise. Just arise and he woke up. Get up. Lazarus, come forth. This year, commands will come for you to come out of your darkness. As a command will come for you to come out of your hiding place. Every person who is down will be up. I said you will be up this year. I said you will be up this year. It's your year of going up. This year, I want you to have faith in words that are spoken. Believe it really practically. I tell you, believe it really. Because God wants to come your way with many men. Jesus walked through the town. People, you see, what, 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 Jesus doesn't heal by heart. He wants to be sure. When the people would chase him 
and force their way to him, when they get to him, then Jesus will believest thou that I can do this thing? He wants to be sure before the miracle comes. So we have to f- shake off all doubts. Because Jesus wants to be sure that you really believe that this thing can happen. And in the day that you believe, things are going to take place. I say, just a word from the Lord and you are through. Just a word from the Lord and you are through. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.